0: Are you ready for an exciting new Ute that's not called a Ranger or a Hilux? Then stick around because today we are talking about the all-new mid-sized pickup that's coming from RAM. My name is Tim Nicholson. I'm Cars Guides managing editor, and I'm very thrilled to be here with a couple of very smart human beings. First, of course, is Cars Guides news editor in chief Tung Nguyen. Hello, Tung. What's up? <laughs> and of course, Cars Guides. <laughs> wonderful contributing journalist andrew chesto chesterton welcome to the stage chesto thank you very much tim ready to rock and roll lovely to see you both look we've got a lot to get through we are going through everything we know so far about ram's new pickup um it could be a huge deal and we might be seeing it in australia we'll talk about that in a little bit um but there's a lot of competition out there and i think we all know that the ute segment's pretty big but just how big Talk talk about how crazy
1: utes are in australia you know the ute segment is the second largest vehicle segment in australia behind only you know mid sized suvs and like to put that into perspective right so last year alone there were about 65,000 hiluxes that were sold um just just under 48,000 ranges so those those two models combined alone was 10% of all cars sold in australia last year one in every 10 new cars sold was a Ranger or a Hilux you know and just just the, just today um you know Chesto, you wrote that story for us um you know new sales data has come out for uh, the month of April and you know three three out of the top 10 cars were utes it was the the Ranger at number 1 the Hilux at number 2 and the Isuzu D-Max was in there so it's it's pretty safe to say Australia is a very ute hungry market mm-hmm.
0: it's changed so much like and i even think about the utes of Even just the early noughties and looking how small they are compared to Mm. like a Hilux or Ranger now, it's pretty wild.
2: Remember that? Well, Holden and Ford Utes, the car car base Utes, they were positively tiny by today's
0: standards. I miss Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. especially the model. That's another story for another time. (laughs) This is is true. Um, But we're going to get right into it. So this new Ram Ute, Chesto, you've got a bit of intel. Do we know what this is going to be called? I've got a
2: great joke to start that I just thought of. (laughs) We have been obsessed by Ram's new you? I guess you could say we've been Dakota fanning. Anyone? All
1: right. Crickets, crickets
2: on that
1: one. Okay,
2: there is a a slight downside with that joke though, and that is the truth is we're not actually 100% certain it will be called the Dakota. So we, we have Ram on the record saying that they love that name and it's hugely important to them, has a huge amount of history. That certainly seems to be where the smart money has landed but it hasn't actually been officially confirmed as the Dakota yet. And in fact, the car you see behind me is a Brazilian mid-sized Ute that's coming from Ram as well, expected to be very different to Dakota, but that one's going to be called the Rampage, which I uh, kind of like too. So anyway, we don't know exactly what it'll be called yet, but we do now categorically know that it's
0: coming and that is very exciting. That is very exciting. And I guess, uh, you know, we haven't seen this vehicle yet, but do we have a bit of an idea of what it's going to look like? Yeah, well, that's interesting. So we caught up with Ram's global
2: boss uh, when we we're in New York recently, a chap by the name of Mike Koval, who's a fantastic fella, very excited about the this new mid-site u- offering that's coming and, and is on the record saying he's going to be the one that delivers it. So confirming at long last that this car is coming. What he did say that was interesting, though, is that the spy shots we've seen so far, some of which have run across the Cars Guide website, are actually not of the Dakota. They're of this South American Brazilian-built midsize Ute, which is expected to be a little bit more car-based, like the Fiat Toro kind of inspired Ute for that market. So, the short answer to your question, Tim, is no. It doesn't sound like it at all yet. But what we have seen is the Ram fifteen hundred Rev, which was revealed at the New York Auto Show, which is a really sexy bit of truck kit. Uh, And that, you'd have to imagine, would be inspiring the design for a slightly shrunken
1: version of it. I mean, like a a smaller version of a 1500, like like a tough-looking truck like that. Surely, like, that's got Australia written all over it, right? I mean, everyone loves things like the Ranger Raptor behind me. Everyone loves those big, tough, accessorized utes. Like... Smaller, more affordable looking Ram 1500.
2: Sounds like it's a winner here. 100%. And the other thing about Australia's ute market is it has, I mean, even based on those utes we were just talking about, the Holders and Fords of yesteryear, they've become Mm. so much more Americanized. Like they already, our Ranger and our Hilux have that kind of American tough truck look to them. So that's definitely where our appetites are. And I think the Ram, this Ram Dakota or the Ram mid-size ute
0: will certainly come to meet them. It's interesting. If you look at um the Ute segment in the last like 10 to 15 years, the models that maybe have not done so well have had a less aggressive design. Like I'm talking about when they released the current generation Nissan um Navara and remember the previous generation Mazda BT fifty and absolute hell that Mazda copped for that design. Even
1: though it was based on a Ranger as well, like
0: but this nobody the, wanted a youth that was smiling yeah. for some reason. <laughs> it but it, it's true, isn't it, Tom? It is like Australians are like desperate for a bit of a an aggressive butch man
2: yeah <laughs> but like look at the warrior look at the raptor like you know the, the in fact the re- the warrior's real reason for being is because the, the company kind of figured out the bits and pieces that people are applying to those yutes anyway in the aftermarket space and started doing it themselves so even if your ute's not tough enough out of the dealership floor people are very happy to spend money toughening it up so that's definitely where our market's at
0: I guess in terms of size, Chesto, what kind of size does this vehicle need to be to, to be a success in Australia? It has to be
2: a proper dual cap. I mean, that that's the reality. It has to be a Hilux Ranger-sized dual cap. It has to offer... The, the power that, you in fact, more power probably than a Hilux, but, but the power that you'd be expecting from a model in that class, the towing that you'd be expecting from a model in that class, the carrying power, like the payload that you'd be expecting, and the capability, and all of that comes from that, you know, pretty well-known, mids, what, what, what the Americans call mid-size, Ute, which is the size below those jumbo trucks, like the 1500s, or the Silverados, but what we've come to just know is our dual caps, that's the size, has to be that size.
0: And I wonder if, like, people seem to be wanting stuff that can take a pallet in the back as well. Yeah. Like, I think it's is it Ranger and um Amara? And, yeah. yeah. Are they two of the only ones that can kind of do that at the moment?
1: Sangyong um, Musso XLV, I think, is also another one that can take a pallet yeah. in the back. And then <laughs> the, the other thing to remember here
2: as well is that the, part of the motivation for this car is the fact that uh ram and america have realized they're not playing in a growing market so so basically they're coming after like the tacoma which is the american hilux so that is the size that they're targeting so you expect it to be to fall right into those parameters and are those no, uh, yeah sorry
0: go ahead John.
1: I was just going to say, like, a, a big criticism that I certainly see online of, you know, the existing ram trucks at the moment is they're just too big. You know, a lot of people call them the, the yank tanks, you know. You see one, you know, someone snapped a photo, it's taken up like three parking spaces yeah. somewhere, or it's barely fitting down one of those really narrow, you know, streets in Melbourne or Sydney. Um, you know, a smaller version makes 100%. sense.
2: But, uh... I wrote in. I wrote in the piece that this pod's going to be attached to. Think of it as like a Ram 1500. You can park. You know, that's that's going to be
0: the big selling point, right? It's true. And don't forget to go and read that article at carsguide.com.au, right? But with that, what? are uh, we looking at in terms of powertrains Chester because obviously we're moving in an electrified age and that yeah. kind of thing people are kind of desperate for some sort of hybridization or electrification with you yeah. now as well as ice so what's the story there this bit I found really interesting
2: actually so what we all thought was that it was going to be electric so initially we had thought it'd have ice componentry then it started to, we started to get mail that would be electric. Then the boss of Ram showed an electric version to the dealers in America, I guess off the back of the 1500 rev. And all of a sudden it was sounding like, oh, okay, they're gonna do an electric Ute, which don't get me wrong, we're, we're all for EVs, but it's just never gonna have the cut through required in Australia with a, with an all electric Ute. You're never gonna be battling for top spot with the Ranger and the Hilux, right? So what actually, what actually transpired in New York is uh, Mr. Koval told us that in, there will be an electric version, certainly, but there will also Definitely be ice versions, so petrol or diesel. His argument is, and I quote, that he'd be doing the team a disservice if he didn't offer ice. He wants to be able to sell it in every market around the world, and, and that includes Australia, where in car company terms, we're considered an emerging market because our take up of EVs is so far behind places in Europe and, and other developed markets. So they know they need diesel, petrol, or a combination of both to sell in Australia, which then leads to the question what. Petrol or diesel engines, and actually, Ram's got some really good ones at the disposal. And the American media at the moment are pointing to two of the most likely candidates for the Dakota. Dakota. The first is the Stellantis Group's three-point-six-liter petrol V-six. You know it from the Grand Cherokee. It's been around for a thousand years. It makes two hundred and twenty-seven kilowatts and three hundred and sixty-five newton meters. But the one that would really get us excited is the three litre Eco Diesel V6, which appears in the Ram 1500. It makes 179 kilowatts and 569 Newton meters and produces really like properly impressive towing and payload specs as well. So put a big diesel V6 into a Dakota in Australia, I think you're onto something. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think though, like Tung, there's a, a slight shift to petrol power in Utes in Australia, we've seen with Amarok? Ranger Raptor and stuff, like would Australians buy something like that if it does end up with that Pentastar engine?
1: It's funny, because like, you know, it, I think it's too early to tell. Like, Amarok um, and new generation Ranger Raptor are really the only ones that have come to the market with, um, you know, petrol power in in a, in a you know, vehicle that's equipped with, you know, all the stuff that people want, like high-end, um, uh, you know, features and things like that. Um, and while we know that Ranger Raptor, you know, is, Absolutely sold out. You, the wait wait times are ages and ages and ages. Um, and Amarok is just coming to market, you know, very soon with the two point three liter uh, turbo petrol. Um, still too early to gauge if the market's kind of tipped away from diesel to petrol. Um, I guess the one sort of outlier is uh, Jeep Gladiator. You know, that has always been available with a petrol engine here, and um, you know hasn't you know had the cut through or the success that you know Jeep probably wants it to have.
0: It's interesting though because I think weirdly that pentastar engine from my experience works better in the gladiator and the wrangler than it does in something like a jeep grand cherokee Mm -hmm. and i think you know there is potential for that to happen and and that seems to be a big thing as well buyers are okay buying massive suvs like the nissan patrol with the petrol engine which is selling in record numbers yet there's still this australian hesitancy towards that in a ute even though it's just as capable and it's cleaner for the environment a tiny bit (laughs)
2: Yeah, and look, I agree with you that um, the feels a bit rugged around the edges for a, a luxury focused SUV, in my opinion, but it doesn't feel that way in a, in a slightly more ag- agricultural application like, a, you know, like a Wrangler or whatever. Yeah
0: yeah and on that agricultural element do you think uh the interior of this thing is it going to be rough and ready ute are we going to no. see something a bit plush what's the what's the
2: no. look in my humble opinion ram do some of the best interiors best truck interiors you can get you know honestly if you get into a new 1500 that interior and then jump into a hilux it feels like you're, you're hurtling backwards through time honestly The tech is on point. The storage and and flexibility of the cabin is on point. The clever innovations like the RAM box, which will almost certainly appear in the Dakota as well, are on point. Like just in terms of fit and finish technology, really they are some of the best in the business.
0: It's like that. It seems to have paid off quite well. Remember when they separated the RAM, like RAM became its own brand. RAM trucks, yeah. A bit of a risk. Everyone's like, why are they doing that? This seems to have paid off enormously. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's. I mean, this is probably doesn't
2: come as music to the to the ears of the good people at Stellantis, but it's the most successful Stellantis product in Australia. Unfortunately, Stellantis in Australia <laughs> doesn't have much to do with it because it all it, obviously it comes out of Ram Ram trucks Australia, Ram trucks US. It's converted here, but still, it, it is the one product that I bet they wish they had because it's cool, it's popular, mm-hmm. people want it, you know.
1: So, yeah, it, it works. It kind of raises another question, doesn't it? Like you know, if if they want this truck to be global. Is it going to be factory right-hand drive? How is it going to come to Australia given the current complicated situation that, you know, Ram Trucks Australia finds itself in now? Yeah, Yeah. well, there's there's two options for that, basically. So and and I'm going to quote Mr. Koval
2: again directly, just so so we know exactly what he said. He he told me when I got to the brand in 2016, I would say that 96% of the engineering focus was on North America, but that's changing. Every new vehicle, starting with the RAM 1500 Rev and everything beyond it, I'll try to make I will make international in scope or I'll try to, was his response to the question of left or right-hand drive. Now, that means one of two things. A, because remember this is big in other right-hand drive markets as well. It's not just Australia. So A, it'll come out of the factory in right-hand drive, or they will look at the Australian system of of importing cars in left and converting them here, see that that works with global applications and potentially roll that out in other markets. But he was kind of, to be honest, hinting more likely factory right-hand drive. Which would also keep the cost down, right? you'd certainly think so yeah i mean it it, it removes a, a whole step of manufacturing out of the process doesn't it so you you'd have to think so although car companies are very good at saving costs for that. Without-
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good point though i mean if if this is going to be sold particularly in australia as a bit more of a premium option um, that's a huge point on like, if it is going to be factory right-hand drive, that's going to save some money. Like how much could this thing start at, given we know how much the uh, the 1500 is, that's got six figures. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I would argue, and look, I didn't ask Mr. Kovall this, but this is just my own sort of spider senses tingling. I would be surprised if I did like a stripped out tradie version of this, to be perfectly honest in Australia. I, I, I would think you'd be competing at, the sort of upper levels of Hilux and Ranger, you know, things like wild tracks and that kind of level as opposed to a entry level stripped out, you know, apprentice special. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I mean 70, 70
1: 75
2: plus, yeah. That sort of mark wouldn't be too maybe, bad. Maybe starting mid mid sixes something like that mm-hmm. in climbing. Yep. Yeah, I think that that feels about right to me. Um only because that that other end of the market I just don't think there's going to be enough play there for them, you know, it's the, the apprentices will have to walk yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> but i guess on that to looking at a brand like ram which is kind of new to the australian market really uh, how much of a challenge is that going to be for them to get people out of these died in the world like ranger is such a huge brand in australia and high lux like you know are people going to kind of switch or do people like the idea of the fact that it's a new brand
1: you know what, I I don't think Australians would have any trouble sort of switching over to Ram from a Hilux or a Ranger. Um, even, you know, like we discussed the, the conversion business alone for the 1500, um, you know, they, Ram did like 6,000, almost 6,200 sales last year, right? So there's enough of them sort of out there and they, people tend to just gravitate towards them. They know exactly what it is, mainly because of its size, but You know, Ram is a brand that's been around for a very long time. It's very American, um, and it's it's right in line with Australian like buyer's tastes as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I don't I don't think it's going to be much of a problem to convince a Hilux or a a Ranger owner to switch over to a fifteen hundred or a Dakota. Sorry, a twelve hundred or a Dakota. Couldn't agree more, mate. I, I think the timing of this is
2: perfect. The Ram 1500 has been here now for a number of years and people absolutely love them. So they're sort of building on that bedrock. I think if it just lobbed out of the blue, suddenly there's a Ram Dakota here as a one model lineup. People might be a bit more cautious about it or standoffish about it, but the fact that the Ram has such curb appeal already with the 1500, yeah. that will flow down the Dakota. I think you'll see a lot of people making the jump to be perfectly honest. Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, if, if we go back to
1: the name the- though, I don't know, Dakota just doesn't roll to the tongue all that well, does it?
0: They bring on the rampage, I say.
1: (laughs) So is
0: Dakota like an old school that's been around for a long time in Ram, like Dodge Land?
1: Yeah, it was a former
2: a former model of, of um, Dodge a long time ago. Oh, sorry, of Ram a long time ago, which is why um, that's everyone's sort of thinking that's the easiest model to bring back. It was it was even a vehicle that played in the same class, actually, so it sort of makes sense to reinvigorate that name like Weekend at Bernie's. But I, I agree, there's no history really of the Dakota name in Australia, and, you know, with... You, know, you you've got a Raptor, you know, versus a GS, you know, versus a Dakota it doesn't really. Matter, does it? <laughs> oh, sorry. And you've got a warrior and you've got, yeah, yeah. and then, and then here comes Dakota, you know, it doesn't really play.
0: Yeah. So Chesto, what do we know about when this vehicle might end up in Australia and indeed when we're going to see it?
2: Okay, so we don't know exactly when it's going to arrive that's the, that's the honest truth, we, we know that the electric car has been revealed to dealers, we know that that's what they're expecting. In the US they're expecting a launch either late this year or early next year, but what I do know is that Mr coble told us that his whole plan for model rollouts in the future, including the 1500 hundred rev, which will likely be the first to arrive. Is that there will be no delay for international markets he's building He's not holding sort of stock back to, to to meet American demand exclusively, he wants everything to go global straight away. So the one thing I would say is that once we do see this vehicle launch internationally, you can expect it in Australia not long after that, um, as that's
0: whole, the whole part of the play to go global. Yeah. So, well, keep an eye on carsguide.com.au because we will have the updates. As soon as that thing is revealed. And let me just finish with with one more piece. I, I know I said earlier that, that it's coming.
2: It's been confirmed. And I just want to tell you exactly what he said. So he got pretty serious at this point. And he said, and again, I'm quoting here, he said, I will say this. We've been talking about it forever, i.e. the Dakota Project, forever. But this is the readership leadership team that is going to execute. We will be the team that delivers it. So he's pretty... Gun ho about uh, about launching it, and and for the first time really has confirmed that it's coming. So it, rest assured. While well, when might be a bit of a grey area, if is absolutely certain.
0: There you have it. Go and put your money down straight on. <laughs>
2: no,
0: I'm kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> but that is everything we know so far about the Ram Dakota or whatever it might be called, gentlemen. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. Thank Good you. Pleasure. pleasure. And again, keep an eye on carsguide.com.au for all the updates on this very important You Let us know what you think in the comments. We want to hear what you think, whether you're excited about this car or not. And we will see you very soon. Thank you. Thank you.